Catalog is hit. See me rolling Tupac, I'ma get it on my own. Had to move away to get me closer to the ocean. Seashell, had to get it myself. At the house, since a young and I've been paying my bills. For the longest, I don't need you. All you niggas see through. Round up motherfuckers, I can wait through. Too much money to be making, need it wide. Work for myself like all you niggas aren't it. Look at you probably can Google me, eh? Dr. Bob, what did you do to me, eh? Wake up like, what are you doing today? I'ma get first to economy, eh? I'ma go back to hiatus. If these juice won't play this, might die, might die. RP to my day. Welcome to the Cohort Sports Report. Flan, it feels good to be back. It's been a while. Long time. Been, I think last, no, the Sunday before, I think was our last, no, last, two Wednesdays ago. Jeez, I can't even remember, dude. Whatever. Today is, uh, well, today's Wednesday for us. It's 12-19, but we're, we're recording this for Thursday, 12-20, the Week 15 preview show. Uh, just announced was the Pro Bowl rosters, mm. and... Uh, it was National Signing Day today. Big so day. any notables out of either one of those for you? Oh, yeah. Um, today, Michigan uh, got the number four um, class for recruiting. the highest class since 06. Mm-hmm. And they stole a safety from Alabama. He was originally recruited by Michigan, but then Legit he, stolen? Yeah, stolen. <laughs> Put a bag over his head and just, Oh, yeah. That's how, how you do it. See ya. He's originally recruited by Michigan, but then he um, there's like rumors about Harbaugh going to the NFL for for a second there. And then I've Harbaugh, been hearing that a lot too. Harbaugh refuted them, and then uh, he went back to the kid. And then he, when that when those rumors came out, he went to Alabama, and then once that went down, they went to the kid like, "Yo, come back to Michigan." He said, "All right, got you. And he signed today." Interesting. They probably used some guilt trip on him, like they guilt they guilt trip that guy pretty hard. I bet it could be that, and it's just a. Uh Oh wow. Okay. Sorry, I just got distracted. I'm looking at the uh, the top recruiting classes in the nation right here. So, Alabama Shocker at number 1, Georgia at number 2, Texas A&M at 3, LSU at 4, Oregon at 5. Well, what are you looking at? And I'm looking at uh, CBS. Oh. And then the ESPN, Oklahoma at ESPN 6. ESPN had them at uh, Michigan at 4. Where they have, where's Michigan on that one? Interesting. Uh Michigan's at 8 on this one. Where's Ohio State? Not even in the top 10. Oh, love that. So yeah. Florida had a good Florida had a good signing day too as well. Uh, but yes, the Pro Bowl rosters were announced. Uh, did you notice any Niners in there? Uh, Kittle was in there. That's a Kittle's had a great year. Kittle's awesome. Yeah. Kittle's a stud. Uh, Buckner didn't get it, but I can see it because the defense is just so damn awful. Yeah. 
And uh, I have the thing that I, I don't seven like. Seven Chargers, dude. Seven. No, I, Six I, Steelers. Shout out to the Steelers. But yeah. But the uh, the thing that is annoying is that half of the Bunker is like 11 sacks this year. Like, probably four of his sacks are those ones where it's like they have a scrambling quarterback trying to make it on the outside and he can't turn the corner and he sacks him out of bounds. Something like that. It's like four of his sacks are like that. But I mean, he's still a beast. I don't think he's elite, though, yet. People are talking about snubs, and I noticed uh, in particular that the AFC, uh, looking at the quarterback Any Raiders make there, it? No. Uh, at the, actually, they might have uh, on the line. Punter? No. There was a good while there with the Niners, like in the mid 2000s. Where it was just Leckler? It was just, no, it was just uh, Andy Lee. Yeah, oh, Andy, a- Lee. Andy Lee and um, who was our uh, Nedney? Oh, okay. Andy Lee and Joe Nedney. Just the special team. Literally, the, we had the best kicker and punter in the game. But everything else on our team sucked until uh, until uh, Patrick Willis came along. He was every year, but before that, I think oh four, oh five, oh six, there was nothing. No Andrew Luck on the AFC. No Big Ben. Uh, Big Ben's a little bit more understandable. Andrew Luck's had a bounce back year. I I think he should have been on there. If it weren't for the fact that Philip Rivers and Patrick Mahomes went off this year, I, I think it's the the worst one though is that Philip Lindsay made it and Alvin Kamara didn't. Mm. Well, Alvin? different conferences, so Lindsay is in the AFC. Oh, that's right. My bad. And but still, Kamara but still. Is, but, I mean, look at what look at what Kamara was going up against, right? Gurley, Barkley, and Elliott. Like, before Barkley got drafted, Kamara was definitely in that class, and now you've seen what Saquon Barkley's done this year, and it's yeah. just, whoo. All right, uh, so yeah, that was what uh, had just happened today, uh, recently, I should say, that I didn't write down in the notebook that we should have covered, but we got to it. Um, also, quick shout-out to Mateo for finally getting us that bottle of Proper 12. Flynn and I each took a shot before we started the recording this episode. So if I start getting slurry <laughs> towards the end... You are the biggest lightweight, then. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not going to happen. No, that was good. Uh, you said you've had better. I, personally, thought it was pretty smooth. A little sweet. But uh, other than that, yeah. Jameson's better. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, we got a bunch of winners and losers today. Uh, Tim Brown's stat of the day. We will see if Tim is... If I'm able to reach him, I'm really rolling the dice if he's still up right now while we're doing this. Uh, we have to make up for lost time, so we got to put a couple more team uh, NFL teams to rest. And then it's Wednesday, so or you know, Wednesday for us, Thursday for you guys. Uh, so Lytle's locks is uh, is fresh. Uh, everybody went three and three last uh, last time we did this. Nice. Everybody across the board went 500. Finally. And then uh, my power rankings, one through ten, very important. Uh, There's a shakeup there. There's a huge shakeup. That's never. all I'm saying. And then the pop culture update to fill us in on what we were missing over our little vacation. Flan went to Astro World. I know he's anxious to give us the recap of that. One word right now to describe Astro World, just in- real quick. Insane. Insane. Okay. And then I went to Arizona to see the girlfriend graduate. Uh, went out to the bars and clubs out there and saw some interesting people and uh, have a couple stories for that. And then, of course, we have uh, – well, I don't want to ruin the rest of the pop culture update, but yeah. All right, so without further ado, let's get started. Word of the day. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Today's word of the day, simple one, joyance. J-O-Y-A-N-C-E, joyance. It's a noun meaning joyous feeling. Or joyous, joyous, joyance, joyance. Is, the, is the word of the day. J o y a n c e. It's a noun meaning a joyous feeling or gladness. So a lot of joyance 
this time of year. Luxuriance at Astroworld. Okay. Uh, I feel like it's a little more stress than the joy for this time of year. When they say it's the most wonderful time of the year, it's like, okay, the aesthetic is nice. But everything that goes into it with the Christmas shopping, the traveling, seeing family, eating, you know, trying to be mindful of any diet that you're on, just all that stuff. It's just all, it's a lot of drinking. You know, there's not a whole lot of self-control. It's, a, I mean, maybe in that sense, it's the most wonderful time of the year. But otherwise, it's just your oh, life well, is wonderful. just kind of... Just a giant shit show. Yes. Okay. Uh, so let's get going with some winners and losers. There are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner. Ultimate winner. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Loser, 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 loser. Winners and losers for this episode of the podcast. Hold on. Sorry, I got caught typing something into the Google search bar. All right. So first up on our winners list, we have Bears left tackle. Uh, Charles Leno, or Leno, I w- whoa, just mispronounced that, Charles Leno, uh, he proposed to his uh, fiance. well, now her fiance. I just spoiled, or now his fiance. I spoiled that, because she said yes, um, after their win last Sunday, uh, who'd, the, who'd the Bears play last Sunday? Bears played the Packers. That's true, after the big win against the Packers, where they Which sucked, because all I needed was eight points from Aaron Jones, and he got me .8. All right, that's rough, I'm sorry. Um, lost yes, out on four hundred dollars chance at four hundred dollars. Okay, uh, well you lost out a chance at buck fifty in the uh, CSR league as well. So lots of money you missed out on this year. Shut up. Okay, uh, but yes, shouts out to Charles Leno. Uh, now has a fiance uh, after clinching the NFC North. So congrats to him. Yes, big big congratulations. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, Flan, what are your thoughts? Actually, this is my question here before we moved on. Um, where did he keep that ring all game long? Because in his butthole. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say. I don't know if it's the cavity, but right up the ass. It was a giant ass ring, oh. and he pulled that box out fresh oh. out on the field. Fresh out on the field, right? So it just makes me wonder, where was he keeping that ring? What are your thoughts on these uh, on these post game? Um, Marriage proposals because we've seen it. I hate it. Honestly, if I was to give you a serious take on that, I hate. If I was a chick, I would hate that. Why? Or even looking, looking from, looking from the outside, I feel like you're just, you're just pressuring the girl to say yes because there's cameras and people all well, around. You gotta be stuff. very confident that she's gonna say yes in the first place, right? Yeah, you gotta be confident. But I feel like I feel like I don't know. I mean, if it may, if, it, if the sporting event really means that much to you as a couple, then sure. But I don't know. I feel like you should just. Cause yeah, we saw it. Shouldn't go to the, like Mo Flan's biggest dream is to do it on a balcony overlooking the Eiffel Tower in Paris, which is never gonna Mo happen. Mo Flan, your sister, You're, she wants yeah. to get proposed to in front of the Eiffel Tower on a balcony. She wants to get proposed to in front of that like like one of those scenes that you see like in the cutscene of Ratatouille. Right, like, at the start exactly. Of it. <laughs> yeah, so that ain't gonna happen, Mo. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's right. But uh, I I don't I'm not a big fan of that. I feel like you should do it kind of private and. Uh, Maybe you have like friends that like on the, like around, but like not there, so they don't should like kind of a surprise. But I don't know. That's just me and my non-romantic uh, views. Just do, just just look her square in the face. Don't even get on your knee. Hey, just hey, say, hey, bitch. Let's get married. Trying to you trying to get hitched? <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's first up on the winners list. Again, congrats to Charles. Uh, first up on the losers list, I have some senators, uh, specifically a Mr. Chuck Schumer and Orrin Hatch. That are trying to introduce a federal sports gambling bill. Oof, oof, oof. This, yeah, right. It's a bipartisan congressional bill because uh, one of them's a Democrat, the other one's a Republican, uh, aimed at the federal government regulatory what's, what, what's, power what's on the, sports what's betting. What's the Democrat's name? Charles Schumer. I don't know. Hatch is from uh, 
Utah, I believe. He looks older than dirt. We don't get into politics Love too dirt. much on this show, Love but when dirt. it interferes, uh, when it interferes with the possibility of sports gambling, yes, I do. And what it is is essentially, uh, they are trying introduce the legislation we've introduced today is a culmination of eight months of high level meetings, discussions, and negotiations, and will continue to serve as a placeholder for the next Congress should they continue to work on addressing these issues. Basically, they just want to get in the way of the league's ability, each respective league's ability to collect on the gambling uh, because it could lead to things like, you know, game fixing or whatnot. Uh, because if they realize that a bunch of uh, people are betting on, on a certain game to go a certain way, the league could intervene and say, hey, uh, make sure this team loses. I mean, make sure this team wins because everyone's putting their money on Team A and we're getting, you know, a percent of the game anyway, regardless of the way it goes. So let's, you know, let's, and, and they can get a bigger piece if, if the other team should win. That's that's essentially like doomsday, uh, what's going on here. But those are the type of extraneous examples they like to use when they're making these bills and, and laws. Let's find the biggest and, and most preposterous example of something that could happen, and uh, we'll use that as the basis of our argument. So thoughts, Flan, or no? Good, good. Every word you said, I agree with. <laughs> Every single word. All right. Uh, Every syllable. Next up on the winners losers list, uh, our winner is Marcus Peters. Uh, Marcus Peters went after a fan that was heckling him during uh, Monday night. His football. team's a loser, though. Okay. Um, but Marcus <laughs> Peters himself addressed the fan. I am gonna pull up the video real quick. And they're not winning Super Bowl. Uh, we'll discuss that a little bit later. But um, yes, where. Here we go. So that was Marcus Peters asking the gentleman where he was from and then calling him a square um, in the meanest way possible. So uh, I just think it's funny, man, because... Whatever like, a white guy or a black guy on it. Oh, it was definitely probably a black guy from the from the voice, that, or, you know, from what could God be heard um, from that video. I know it was a little shaky at first, sorry. But um, it's, it's just interesting to me because I don't see an issue with this. Uh, a, Marcus Peters is very much about that life. He is from Oakland, California. Run up on him at your own discretion. And just because you're a fan that buys a ticket, you are not allowed to cross the line with these guys. You you can only pick on them for their performance on the field. You can't start calling them different names and, and, and such and, and picking on them for their physical appearance or whatever's going on. The heckling, there's a line that needs to be uh, straddled with the heckling. And people just take it too far because they think, you know, oh, I bought this ticket. It entitles me to, you know, say something. What's the meanest thing you've ever said to a player on the field that you've screamed out at an opposing player. I've never, I've never really trash talked to any players. I did when I was younger. I've gotten a little bit better about it now because I'm trying to venture down this path. But if I got really drunk, there would well, be the, no the thing stopping that, the, me. I don't think it's the ticket, but I think they just, they just think they, they're not going to do anything. Right, and that's what's so funny is that stadium security in that video. If you were to go look it up on Twitter or wherever you'd find that video, stadium security is just letting it happen. And he, Marcus Peters, could have for sure walked up into the actual stance. He walks up the stairs, but he could have gone into where they were sitting and started a fight if he wanted to. Uh, so that's on stadium security for blowing that. But, um, yeah, again, talk at these players at your own discretion, let alone a football player that is just his entire existence is to go throw his body at another person for 60 minutes. Like, mm -hmm. them and fighters, like, do not talk smack to these people. You stand a better chance against a basketball player or a baseball player, you know? Definitely don't throw – well, hockey players are just too nice. They only fight each other on the ice, but – uh, staying on this topic real quick, we were introduced to some anecdotes from Steve Smith Sr., former uh, Panthers wide receiver, 
So Steve Smith on the Jim Rome show said that one time a woman was heckling me all game, calling me a midget. Again, something that you don't pick on them for. You pick on them for dropping balls or, you know, not hustling. You don't pick on them for something they can't control like their size. A woman was heckling me all game, calling me a midget. So I turned around and asked her what trimester she was in. She didn't say anything after that. So <laughs> that's a little Steve Smith not caring. And then another Steve Smith, Steve Smith senior gem was this guy kept yelling at me how much I sucked so I turned around and I told him that if his mother didn't suck he wouldn't even be here <laughs> so again Steve you have to you have to be very very smart with who you're going to call out and, and try and pick on um, with these players because some of them some of them don't take too kindly to what you will be saying <laughs> at all um, all right moving on on the next up on the losers list, Flan, did you see the fight that happened between Oklahoma City, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and the Chicago Bulls? I believe it was last night or maybe it was the night before. Did not see the fight. You did not see the fight. All right. Let's see if I can. Suspensions were, were panded, or handed down. Really? Yes. Big suspensions? Uh, a couple people got some games, and there were some fines. I'm trying to find the actual list. I should have written this down before. Apologies. All right, filibustering. There we go. Luckily, I previously typed it into the Google search bar. Oh, what? They're not giving us any... That's weak. I saw the fight. It was okay. So anyway, it's not important. I don't remember exactly who got. It is important who got who got fined and suspended. But um, anyway, so I'm, as we stumble through this, I think what's most important about this is the NBA likes stuff like this because it, it's it's headlines. We talk about it, right? Like you may have not exactly seen it, but you're certainly gonna go on YouTube and search it. Yeah. You know. Um, it started out with a shove between Chris Dunn and Russell Westbrook and spilled into both teams. You got a couple players leave the sideline, so they automatically get the one-game suspension. Um, but what I, what I know the NBA did not like was how close it happened to the sideline. You had Robin Lopez and um, blanking on who, who it was. It might have been Jeremy Lamb um, tackling each other onto the people sitting courtside in the front row. And those are the most expensive fucking tickets in the, <laughs> in the arena. You don't want those people getting hurt, right? Yeah. You want their money, but you don't want them getting hurt. So uh, interesting there. Again, I am screwing the pooch <sighs> on the... Yeah? Well, I can, I can fill up this space. Well, no, because I know exactly what you're going to talk about. And I just found the list right here. Okay, so... so Rob, about, I was about the new Avengers Robin Lopez. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> want to hear that. Robin Lopez is getting $25,000 fine. Um, we have... What the hell happened, man? Why did this just... Okay. Uh, Raymond Felton and Dennis Schroeder of the Thunder were both suspended for a game. Jeremy Grant was fined 20000 That's who spilled over with uh, Robin Lopez. My apologies. Ah. And then Chris Dunn got $15,000 for instigating it. Uh, yeah. Russell Westbrook didn't get anything because he pushed it away, or he pushed away people from it. So, yeah, it was a, it was a messy scene, but uh, something that, you know, th it was one of those things where the NBA is like, no, no, stop. And then all of a sudden it's like it gets close to the fans, and you're like, all right, cut it out. Like it's gone, it's gone too far now. Can't have that. Gotcha. All right. Um, next up on the winner's list. Uh, there's a video of LeBron James coaching his kid in an AAU game after he's, he's gone on a little bit of a run. And this falls under the category. I put it as a win because it's LeBron being a dad, which is great. But the problem that I have with it is that it's another one of those things that LeBron does off the court that bothers me. Why are you mic'd up at your son's AAU game? Yeah, I didn't like that. You're right? But, but uh, I think I think that's what he does every game, every game, every one of his games for his kids, though. I don't think I don't think he just did that because he's mic'd up. 
But um, yeah, I understand. I'd be like kind of that'd be kind of weird to do it. This is why I'm kind. Of, this is why if I was a Lakers fan, I'd be kind of iffy about LeBron. I'd be I'd be feeling like he's he's doing way more of his Hollywood stuff than he ever has done in his life. So you're kind of wondering: Are you actually here to win championships, or are you here to like just promote your brand in Hollywood? Oh and no, stuff? it's totally about the brand, and then the Lakers are just a part of that right yeah. now. Yeah, it's just way him get more money. In. As long as he, as long as they make the playoffs, though, then he can flip he can flip that switch on. It's just a matter of juggling everything else that's going on right now. But this just makes me I it, it upset me in the sense that like. There's tons of parents and coaches that do this on a day-to-day basis that aren't mic'd up that goes unnoticed. I'm sure you remembered pep talks that, you know, or you've had special moments with coaches before. Um, and it's just like, you know, the only thing that's the difference here is it's LeBron James. And I understand that he's under a little bit, he's, he's under a microscope, but it's just, it, why, yeah, why are you so mic'd up? It comes across as fabricated, right? Like, I can't criticize the man for anything he does on the court because, you know, you're a baller. Uh, what you do, you're one of the you're one of the greatest of all time. What you do off the court, there are certain things that bother me. Uh, not your activism and how you choose to use your platform, but just like how he kind of deflects and orchestrates what he wants going on, and it's just and and he tries to like orchestrate the narrative about him, and it's like no, that stuff doesn't happen. Yeah, you know, sorry, um, it doesn't work like that. So, uh, but again, good job on LeBron for being a great dad and a good coach. But it's still just like I, uh, one of those things where I'm like, oh, this is cool. But I rolled my eyes at it still because I was like, man. Um, speaking of LeBron, moving over to the losers list, LeBron James had dinner with Carmelo Anthony uh, recently out in New York when the, the Lakers had before their game, or I think it was after their game against Brooklyn. Uh, Carmelo Anthony's never playing in the NBA again. Yeah? No? You agree with that? I wouldn't rule it out yet. See, what's funny is, so you're hearing the same stuff I'm hearing, right? He needs the right fit. It's just about his right fit for Melo. Right fit is staying at home. Like his the, right fit is probably LeBron. It's the only fit. And LeBron, LeBron's probably saying it to his face, yeah, man, I want to play with you, and then going up to Rob Palenka and Magic and being like, don't sign this fool. <laughs> Do not sign this fool. Um, because everybody's saying the right fit for Melo, the right fit. Like, the game has passed you up, right? Didn't like, he tweet out at Kevin Durant and Steph Curry? And then he deleted it. Yeah, it's like, I don't want Melo stepping anywhere near the Golden mm-hmm. State locker room. Uh, yeah, Melo is a spectator now. I think he might have played his last basketball game. We want to talk about fit. He's he's worth too much money, or he's going to ask for too much money, want too big of a role that he can't fulfill anymore because he's aging. And it's like, I understand that you love basketball and you want to get your shots up. You need to recognize and come to terms with that, that you can you can get – you can get paid at a reasonable, not not ridiculous, not superstar level because you're not that anymore. Like, you're a superstar name, but you're not playing at the superstar level. And uh, and, and you can still put your shots up and enjoy the game. You're just going to have to do it at a discount, and you're going to have to do it with your minutes cut, like or with restricted minutes. Yeah. Sorry. Otherwise, go have fun playing at the Y. You know? I mean, I'm, Carmelo wouldn't be balling at the Y, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> Anything else on that for you? Or No? Okay. Uh, next up on the winner's list, uh, UCF. And Florida are in scheduling talks to play each other. So University of Central Florida would play the University of Florida. Um, this would definitely increase UCF's chances of, or you know, at least give them a, a significant, you know, hey, look at our resume for the college football playoffs since they keep on getting left out. Uh, UCF is frauds. It's fraudulent. Okay, just because you beat an Auburn team in a bowl game that already had a couple losses and wasn't necessarily, you know, I mean, they're still going to get up for the bowl game, but not like they would if it actually meant something. It meant way more to UCF than it did to Auburn, so therefore that favors UCF. But you just don't, you're a school that just doesn't play anybody, right? And UCF has this big boy, like, we're a big boy powerhouse mentality. And the problem is, is that they're trying to do a three-game series with Florida where Florida says, you come to Gainesville 
first year, then we go to Orlando to play you, and then third year you come back to Gainesville, and UCF's saying, no, you come to us twice, and we'll go to you once. And it's like, no, 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 no. UCF, you're shooting yourself in the foot, you idiots, because if you go to Gainesville and you play them twice and you beat them twice at the Swamp, that's an instant credibility booster on your resume. Yeah. And they keep talking to Smith that like they can beat people like that, and then I, they keep on talking like they're gonna beat them, and then they don't want to play them on their terms. And it's just like you can't—it's an A side, B side of a fight, right? If I'm the A side, I'm the one who gets to dictate the terms. Mayweather, Mayweather does it all the time with his fights. He's always the A side, and he'll say that in negotiations, and he says that to the media. That's the thing, like they like with Florida, they can get they can play really any program they want to play. Oh yeah, for sure. And UCF that's UCF can. And this is still this is in itself UCF is a credible name to throw on Florida's resume because it's not like you're going out there like the SEC does where you've got four non-conference games and you usually play two tough games and then two cupcakes. This isn't one of those deals. More like 3. Yeah, it depends. <laughs> It, it, yeah, honestly, Alabama's three. Alabama definitely plays a bunch of cupcakes. Florida's out of uh, uh, non-conference schedule. They've always played Florida State, and recently they haven't been so great. But then they usually have t- uh, two games that are cupcakes, and then they have a decent. Michigan rating. goes uh, Notre Dame at the Big House, and they start a two-year thing with Texas. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what they do after. I think they they might. They have might. I think they might have. They might have LSU after that. But. If you want to be considered for the college football playoff, you need to. You need to bump up your res or beef up your resume. And the way to do that is to play the big boys and play them in their backyard. Because then, when you beat them, that automatically makes you look better. Mm-hmm. Beating an SEC team at at an SEC, you know, a, a premier SEC program at their house, I think could make up for an accidental loss that you would have totally. maybe the next week, then yeah. or you know, or a week before. It would it would totally cleanse that on your resume. All right. Uh, next up on the losers list, we have the word random, and I say that because Eric Reed has been drug tested now seven times in eleven weeks that he's been on an NFL roster. And gut reaction, how does that make you feel? Um, I was wondering wh- why nobody asked this question to um, Roger Goodell last. I think it was last week when he had his press conference. I don't think anybody asked him that question about Eric Reed. Um, because I think it's one that has to be asked, or or need maybe one of the Dallas media members need to ask it to Jerry Jones when he has his little press conference for every game he has, because it's it's just, it's I think uh, Max from First Take said today it's a one in thirteen thousand chance of that happening, mm-hmm. fourteen thousand something like that, which is a crazy it. number. It's weird because you know you, so ten guys, and this is this is what makes it. I think the NFL just needs to get rid of the word random because we know it's not random. Okay. Well, what are you What are you trying to get? You You know, he's taking six. He's passing six ways. One day he's going to pop up. Well, what if I told you that Eric Reed failed a drug test back in the day and is now on an NFL list of guys that will be tested at a frequent or at a more frequent rate? Is that true? It is very true. I don't know exactly when it happened, but I do know that he failed the drug test back when he was on the Niners, and it was back when the NFL wasn't suspending you right away. They would fine you, and what they do is they give you that first fine, then they put you on a list where you get drug tested more frequently, a la like a, uh, a Josh Gordon, you know. Mm-hmm. And then if you continue to fail that, that's when you'll miss games. And then they ch- have since changed the system to now where they just suspend you. But, um, it, it yeah, it puts you on notice, and then you, you're at a higher probability to get picked because you're – there's 53 guys on a roster. Every team, after every game, has 10 guys that are randomly, air quotes, selected, right? So that is a 20% chance that you get selected after each game. And the fact that he's had this happen seven out on of 11 every, on times. On every team? 
Every team gets ten guys that are randomly selected. Now, if you have a guy, if you have if you have a three guys on your team that have failed a, a drug test before, those three guys are their chances of of being selected for a random drug test or a random screening are at a higher percent of of occurring than guys that have never been because those guys are just subject to the twenty percent. Whereas the other guys might be like a forty forty five, you know. Uh-huh. So there's a it's with greater frequency. So my issue is the NFL just saying stop saying it's a random policy, or at least just be a little bit more be more transparent with why you are why are you saying this? Because the NFL could totally come out and save face right now and say, yeah, Eric Reed has been selected a lot because we have a formula in place that uh, puts guys who have been who have priors they are going to be tested at a higher rate than someone who does not. And that's, they could have done that to make this so easy, but it's so simple, and the NFL just can't do that yeah. uh, for some reason. I don't know. Maybe it's not in the CBA or the litigation. or Somebody, somebody had to have thought of that, and, and it just hasn't gone out yet. So more power to Eric Reed. I hope he stays clean because if he gets there's a moment he trips up, then that the NFL can just point to that, and then you know he'll never play again. Mm-hmm. So, um, All right, last up on the winner's list. We have a bunch of college stars sitting out bowl games. I don't know if you have uh, been paying attention to that at Oliver, Bosa. Well, Bosa just withdrew from the program altogether. Um, there's a couple others that are, that are doing it. Ed Oliver's been sliding down draft boards lately. Yep, yep. Well, see, that's what's interesting, right? Is So I think this is a smart strategy for someone who's projected to get drafted in the fourth round or lower. Why would you go out and play in the bowl game and risk getting hurt. Fourth, I think it's second round or lower. It's smart. If you are a fourth round draft pick, if you are, a, if you're a tight end that's projected to go in the fourth round, right? So that's good. You're projected to get drafted. That's that's good. That's promising. Now you go out and bust your knee, and all of a sudden you go from pr- being a fourth rounder to now all of a sudden you're like, all right, maybe we can get this guy to steal at seven. He's probably going to go undrafted. There's more risk than a guy like Oliver, where if he goes out there. And you know, separates his shoulder. Let's you know, and I know I'm changing around injuries, but like if he separates his shoulder, they they're gonna or breaks his collarbone. You're still gonna get drafted. You'll just get drafted in the second or third round. At this rate, it just becomes about how much money you're losing, not losing an actual job. So I understand it from both sides, but you see where I'm coming from. Where yeah. like guys that are guys that are projected to go later in the draft, it makes sense. Do not play any bowl games if you're projected then you just rely on the tape that you have and what the notes that they have on you are and you and you just hope and chance it that you're in the fifth or sixth or you go out there and you risk a career a career changing injury because now all of a sudden you're not getting drafted mm-hmm. you know you would go from being on the 53 man roster to being lucky if you get on the practice squad yeah so i just didn't know if you had the same sentiments there as I well i know i think i think i don't know fourth round I don't think you see many people that are fourth-round projected be sitting out. I think it's more people that are good second-round or lower. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, Solomon Thomas, I mean, I don't know. Solomon Thomas was probably be a late first-round, mid-first-round pick. And then yeah. his last game in college where he had, like, three sacks and, like, four tackles behind the last scrimmage, which just ex- propelled him into the top five of the draft. Uh-huh. I mean, I can see something like, like that happening if you're like a fourth round pick, but I can see, I don't know. It's just, uh, I think, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. The, the whole like sitting out thing kind of, I get it. But if you're at a certain point, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it, it, it comes down to, are you going to be safe? Are you going to, are you, 
It's just a matter of where you're, where you're projected to be, man. That's what it comes down to, right? Because, like I said, the mentality of a first or second rounder is you'll be losing money. You're not going to lose a job. You're going to lose money. Whereas a fifth, sixth, seventh rounder, you are potentially losing a job. You will not be on the roster. You will not make the practice squad. Well, the thing is, with, with, with the, not really many people have gone all the way when drafting to know who's going to be in the third or fourth round right now. Mm-hmm. It's more people just know who's being the first and yeah. second round. Nobody really knows who's being the third or fourth round yet. That's very true. I feel like you could still you could still get a guy to consult. You like could you have could, a good sense you though. Get a, you can get a consultation and find out where. Yeah. I'm sure there's guys that'll that'll do that professionally for you. Plus, that's what agents are for, you know. And you're mm-hmm. not supposed to technically speak with any agents, but you know, with all the corrupt shit that's going on in college football right now, these kids have agents. <laughs> they know agents. They might not have agents, but they know agents that they can talk to, yeah. and that might lead to a later deal for the agent. But who knows? Um, all right, last up on the winners losers list, uh, this one's awesome. When it came across, when I when I came across it this afternoon, I couldn't stop laughing. The Oakland Raiders have signed quarterback Nathan Peterman to their practice squad. The goat. <laughs> that Nathan Peterman, the one that threw five interceptions and a half. Yeah. That one who couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. <laughs> okay, that Nathan Peterman. The Peterman that specializes in giving the ball back to your defense or giving it to your defense. Uh, what's funny is that Gruden, back when he was on ESPN doing his whole quarterback camp, fell in love with Nathan Peterman. He said, Peterman is ready to walk in and be a contributor from day one to the opposing defense. Uh, he said, he looks just like a pro quarterback coming out of the huddle, running an offense with different formations, shifting, motioning, different patterns that other colleges don't run. Peter will recognize route combinations and associate formations. He just needs the right system. He's just the and, right system. And he'll needs. definitely figure out those routes and throw to the wrong body, the wrong jersey. Uh, it's needs just the right what system, right system. Most importantly, he will be able to get in the huddle from day one and look at ten grown men and tell them where to do where to go, what to do, and handle a versatile snap count. <laughs> well, he's on the practice squad, so he's not gonna get any of that initially. But um you know, more power to him, man. That's crazy. This just for, like, okay, Colin Kaepernick's never getting signed. I think that just reaffirms that. And uh, we at this point, my bad for even bringing up that name in the football sense. But, I mean, it's just it's a foregone conclusion. If Nathan Peterman's getting a job even on the practice squad before the other ones even get looked at, it's over. All hope is lost. Abandon that cause. <laughs> All right? That means Derek Carr, A.J. McCarron, and Nathan Peterman are your quarterback for the silver and black. We got another winner. Okay, late late edition. Who's your winner? Marshawn Lynch. Listen. Shit. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. wait. It's, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. We're it's listening. Coming. It's okay. We're stumbling through this episode. Fine. That's too low. It's as loud as we can go. Dog. I. You could hear it almost. Okay. What is it? What was it? What was he saying? Let me just play it. He says, uh, losing the Raiders, losing the Warriors, best not lose the A's. Oh. And then he, and then yeah. he, did, and then he just goes, puts up the peace sign, says, appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to Oakland City Council, Marshawn Lynch. And then the A's just put it on their Twitter account saying, thank you, Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> um, that's good, man. When, when you did that, a little levity to the situation of what's going on. By the way, the A's new drops for their, for their uh, stadium, their new... Per- Looks their, very pretty. It is awesome. Gorgeous. I will say it... Now, if they they make that, that'll be a top five ballpark in America, easily. All right, that does it for winners and losers. Now it is time for Tim Brown's stat of the day. 
All right, Tim could not be reached, but uh, luckily for the, the wonders of modern technology, he sent us in a couple of facts uh, earlier in the day. I got two, two nuggets for you, Flan. Two baseball nuggets. You ready? When ex-Philly pitcher Jamie Moyer retired, he had faced 8.9% of all Major League Baseball hitters in history. Oh! In history? In history. Faced nearly 10% of all batters that have played the game in MLB history. Because he pitched for like 20 years. That is absolutely, that is actually, that's pretty That's a crazy. mind-blowing stat. Yeah, I was going to say, I could tell by your n- lack of reaction that you had literally just gone through that's multiple. How you had to like, that's how kind of hard to wrap your head around. All right. Uh, that, that, damn, that's actually. <laughs> that's, yeah, I don't think people realize how impressive that is. Just under 10% of all major league. I mean, granted, like, at, th- at that rate, though, like, hundreds of batters are, like, responsible for, like, maybe uh, still, man. half a percent. But still, that's There's a probably lot. probably nobody that's even close to that number. Wow, right? Oh, my God. All right, next stat uh, for Tim Brown's stat of the day is Greg Maddox, the old Braves, great Braves pitcher. Old as dirt. Faced 20,421 batters during his career. That's 20,421 batters. Only 310 of them saw a 3-0 count. (laughs) 177 of those were intentional walks. Oh! So he only, That's he only accidentally got to that about 120 times. That's amazing. That's what that stat's trying to say is he only had a three balls, no strikes. So Greg Maddox threw strikes. Okay, that's what that's what we're saying here. He is like, yeah, he was one of the greats. That's absolutely insane. More than half, yeah, two third, uh, oh, just under two thirds of the batters that actually saw a three zero count were were intentional, were on purpose. The other ones were just accidental. I didn't. In hit his the prime, how fast could he? Th- how fast was his fastball? Probably only like mid nineties. But at that time it was very fast. Only mid nineties. That's what I'm saying. It very fast at that time. But now <laughs> we're accustomed. Still pretty now fast. we're accustomed to seeing pitchers hit. You know, and I'm saying he would he would hold 95 maybe for like two innings. Now you can see a guy hold 99 for four. That's what I'm saying. Okay, only mid nineties. So excuse me. I'm sorry that was. And then a they turn into Tim going to die out in two years. Yes, because you're throwing your arm out. But anyway, so thank you to Tim Brown for sending in those stats of the day. We'll look forward to him on the next episode where we can hear his wonderful voice. <laughs> that voice that brings so much joy yes. to our lives. Again, thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Uh, all right. Now, because we're making up for lost time, yes. we have to update the board on teams that have been laid to rest. So Done. Done. Cue the music. Good. All right, Flan. So you hear the Ave Maria playing in the background. That means it is time to lay some NFL teams' playoff chances to rest. Um, so just to update the people, the 5-9 and nine Bills, dead. The 4-10 and 10 Jags, dead. The 3-11 and 11 Cardinals, dead. The 6-8 Bengals, dead. The 6-8 Broncos, dead. The 3-11 Raiders, dead. The 5-9 and nine Bucks, dead. The 5-9 and nine Lions, dead. The 6-7-1 Browns, dead. Even though they're still mathematically alive, it's absolutely ridiculous the type of shit that has to happen to the Browns for them to make the playoffs. They have to win out. They have to have every other team that's in the wild the, in the spot for the last wild card uh, in the AFC lose. And then uh, week 17, they need the Colts and the Dolphins to tie. Or whoever's playing. Or the Colts and Titans, because that's who's playing each other. They need them to tie, which is highly improbable. Even though we've seen two ties already this year, I, I don't think we're going for the Holy Trinity there. Oh. Uh, the Packers at 5-8-1, done, dead. 
six and eight Panthers. You lost six games in a row. We were talking about you being a Super Bowl favorite by week eight or at week eight. And what has happened since? Cam Newton got hurt. That's what happened. Four and ten Jets dead, but look to them to bounce back next year. I like Darnold and what's going to be going on in New York. They got a lot of money to spend. They're going to overpay for Le'Veon Bell, though. Uh, the four and ten Niners dead. And I'm sure that's disappointing because you were wanting them to tank for a higher pick and they just keep on winning now. Uh, five and nine Giants, dead. I think I already mentioned them. And they've been dead. It's just. Josh it's, Allen. I'm on the Josh Allen train now. On the or Bills? Jo Josh Allen train. Okay. No, well, no, no. no uh, linebacker from uh, Kentucky. Uh, oh, Josh Allen? J A S H? Josh Allen. Uh, th yeah, it's, but it's Josh Allen. Is Josh Allen is a goddamn uh, recruit from. That's uh, in, in high school oh, right now. Oh, excuse me. Okay, sorry. <laughs> miss, miss all those names on Twitter. Sue me. All right, and then the five and nine Falcons are dead. Now my question is: We have a pair of seven and seven teams here between the Dolphins and the R words, and then we have a seven six and one team here in the Minnesota Vikings. Are those three teams dead? Say them again. Oh my God! All right, seven and seven Dolphins are they dead? They are dead. Seven and seven R words are they dead? They are dead. The seven six and one Minnesota Vikings. Are they dead? They are not dead. They are not dead? Not dead. Why are the Vikings not dead? I like their defense. Okay. So, but Kirk Cousins, man. Kirk Cousins is so bad. This is really good that you bring up this point because now we can have this dramatic debate with uh, Ave Maria in the background. Kirk Cousins is trash. And he the is. Vikings paid so much money for trash. Yeah. And it's like... Luckily, it's only three years, though. Kirk Cousins is good against... But you're wasting so much prime and that roster space because at that rate, you're going to have to pay Thielen. You're going to have to pay uh, Diggs. You're going to have to pay Cook. It's like, and not to mention everybody else on defense has been performing for you because that's been your calling card. Yeah. Like, you are wasting the prime of this roster right now if you're a Viking Trade fan. him to Jacksonville. Oh, mm. you. I mean, you probably could. You probably could get more production out of Blake Bortles right now than you could out of Kirk Cousins. I don't know what it is because Kirk I Cousins. I saw a stat that he's like, he's like, he's like 0 and 7 versus like winning teams in the month, in the month of December. Or it something like makes that. no sense because he is so bad against teams above 500, and yet he is so good against the bottom barrel of the league, which I feel like is Isn't not. That Usually, that's, that's not you yeah, That's not an indictment on him. It's just like that's absolutely awful. Like it, what is going on? Not you know, bad. like why are you why are you so mediocre against the the actual good teams, the teams that you need to beat? That's going to help you get to a Super Bowl, and yet you've managed to pull this guys across all all of the all across the league's eyes. At least the Redskins, because they kept on paying you that that uh. What is what's the word franchise tag? And then you trick the hell out of the Vikings. Like that's yeah. insane. I bet you the Broncos are looking at Case Keenum right now, just like you. You're a late bloomer. You didn't do well right now, but next year we're gonna look back at this. And Case Keenum was gonna be the better pick over Kirk Cousins. The Vikings blew that, and that is my overreaction. So love your overreactions. Those are the teams that we are we are putting to rest as the music ends. Um, yes. Thank you. Thank you. I love my overreactions too. Fuck yeah. They make me who I am. Uh, but yeah, the Dolphins—they've been fraudulent all year, man. I just don't know what's going on. This is like. Oh, I'm gonna put it for the states right now. Uh, Kenyon Drake, uh, you can go suck one. And then Frank Gore getting hurt—that one sucks too. Oh, the goat—he's the goat, man. Frank Gore, Frank Gore, his big ass balls just uh, tumbling, stumbling. Kenyon Drake, man, I put a third round pick on your ass. <laughs> that one stings. That hurts. I'm sorry. I don't even know why. I don't even know who the kick, who the guy was. I'm just like, okay, I'm sorry he for must your be loss. decent. They have him this high up. No. No, you think just because of Alabama running back too, he'd do something? No, no, wrong. He's a Bama running back. He went to Alabama, yeah. Yeah. Sure as well don't remember that motherfucker. You want to say that in the microphone? Sure as I well don't remember that motherfucker. All right, there you go. <laughs> Those are very hurtful. 
but yeah, I so the R word's done. I don't know who. I don't even is. What's their quarterback? Josh Johnson. I keep on to say Josh Freeman, and Josh Freeman was an old Bucks quarterback who did like nothing. I think he also played for uh for the for the R words too back in the day. Yeah. But yeah, so those are all the teams that are dead. You have uh, and then we have. So you got those sixteen teams that are dead, and then we've got four. Uh, is it sixteen? No, it's eighteen teams because there's thirty-two teams in the league. So those eighteen teams are dead. Well, seventeen because Flans want to keep the Vikings alive. So they'll join my other group of four teams that you'll find out about in my power rankings coming up a little later in the show. Pala. But now it is time for Lytle's locks. Put up or shut up. It's time for Lytle's Locks. All right, it's time for Lytle's Locks. And normally this is where we would introduce our friend of the show, Billy Lytle. Uh, But Billy is feeling a little under the weather today. So he, uh, again, thanks to the modern miracles of technology, he was able to text in his picks. Uh, John, again, once again, uh, choosing to be with his wife over choosing to be with us. Um, that's okay, Cousin John. You're making the smart decision. So he, uh, too, texted in his picks. But luckily, Flan and I are here to banter back and forth with each other about how much each other's picks suck, um, unless we agree. Yeah. Okay. So the last time we did this, two weeks ago, everybody went 3-3. Three and three. So you can't get much mediocre than that. Much more mediocre or much mediocre, you know, however you want to say that sentence, than that. Uh, so we'll update the leaderboard. Uh, at the top is me, yours truly, 46, 33, and 1. Almost at 60%. That's about where I want to be. Uh, that's, I think, where most, I think that's where Cowherd says that's where most gamblers want to be at is about that 60% range. I want to I get a little bit higher than that just to say I'm above average. Give myself a pat on the back. Then Bill is at 41 and 39. Uh, both of us have bet the full 80-game slate. And then you have Flan and John who have intermittently um, – I mean, they've been more consistent as of late, but at the start they were not in on this uh, like we wanted them to be. Flan is sitting there at 31 and 39. Uh, you were you were at 500 for a moment. Uh, two weeks – the two times that we did – you know, two weeks that we did it ago is what I'm trying to say. Um, and, then, and then the past two times we've done this, you've kind of fallen off the wagon. And then Cousin John is uh, 32 and 38. 39 if you count that Oakland game, but you know he's got a he's got a problem with counting that, so <laughs> we don't we don't count that. All right, it is time week 15 games. We got a good slate going on here. Uh, the other two have texted in their picks. Flynn, have you picked your wild card game? Don't give it to me, but have, have you picked it. it? I have it. You have it. Okay, yeah. so let's officially get this segment rolling. All right, first game, the Chicago Bears are traveling to Levi Stadium to take on the Niners. Where I'll the be there. Oh, really? You're gonna there be there on Sunday? So now you're telling me that you won't be here on Sunday for the show? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you for letting me know. God, all right. Good good, good planning there. All right. Uh, anyway, so the Bears are favored by four on the road. You will be there. Uh, that still does not stop or deter Bill and John from both picking the Bears. So, uh, Flan, you taking your Niners plus four at home? I'm taking my Niners. They're on a roll right now. Um, Chicago's that have come off a really big game last week. Um, against the Packers, they beat their division rival, who they haven't been able to beat in forever. They've already clinched the division. You think they're going to coast it? I don't know if they're going to coast. I just think they're not. They're not going to take it as seriously as you'd think they would. But mm-hmm. I, think, I think they they may. So they might have a, they might have a week uh, bye week on the line. But 
I think the Niners they're 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 doing pretty well right now. Um, well, the thing is, is that you have uh, you have the Rams. The Rams are sitting there at eleven and three. The Bears are ten and four. So yes, the Bears are still technically in contention for a first round uh, buy. It's just a matter of if they want to play for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, I agree with your logic, but the Bears minus four at home, dude. Like, I mean, on the road, that's a I, that's. I feel like I gotta. Oh, headphones are falling off. I I gotta take that. I gotta go with the Bears minus go for four. It. Yeah. I've taken my Niners. All right. Good. Uh, we'll see if uh, allegiance is everything here on this next pick as well. When the Pittsburgh Steelers travel to New Orleans to take on the Saints, who are six-point favorites at home, both Bill and John have taken the Steelers. Um, I, however, am going to take the Saints. Is that Ooh. bad? Yeah. i got to be completely honest, man. Uh, Big Ben is not the same quarterback he is at home that he is on the road. They've been playing a lot better on the road this year, but you're going to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. It's very tough to play there. You're playing against our Lord and Savior, Drew Brees, Christ. And so uh, I don't think they stand much of a chance. I will be happily surprised if they win the game, but I think that they're going to lose this one, which means that they're going to have to win against Cincinnati. But, of course, as I say that, the Steelers could come out and absolutely whip the Saints and then come out and Love drop an whipping. egg and then drop an egg against the Bengals. I have no idea. So with that being said, I just gotta go with a smart move here. The Saints are a touchdown minus an extra point favorite at home. I'm gonna take it. Uh you watch more Steelers Steelers games than I do. I'm gonna to I'm gonna go with you say unless the Saints. You're gonna go with the Saints? Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's not a game I'm looking I mean, I'm pumped because it's one of the afternoon games on the red zone, so I get to watch it, but I'm also not pumped because it's on the red zone in the afternoon. And I get to watch it. <laughs> it's just at that point, man, where it's just, it's been a crazy season. And I know the Raider fans will pick on, or, you know, complain on me that I'm complaining yeah. about the team and they're still in playoff contention. But it's like, the, I expected, I didn't expect a 8-5-1 uh, season, all right? You know, I was thinking that they'd be at 10 wins by now. They'd have the division in lock and we'd be chilling here, you know. Or at least they'd have two games up on the Ravens with no, with all the pressure on Baltimore rather than sharing some of that pressure. Anyway, moving along. Uh, next game that we have up on the list, the Kansas City Chiefs are traveling to Seattle, and Kansas City is a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. That is a very interesting number. Both Bill and John have taken Kansas City. You're going to take Kansas, Kansas City, Kansas too? Kansas City, baby, yes. All right, I am betting amongst three fools. I'll tell you why. Seattle, very good defense. Seattle. Nick Mullins kind of took them apart last Very, week. very lot. Well, okay, that was Seattle on the road. Here, This is Seattle at home, right? And uh, the Chiefs are the ones that are taking – I mean, the, the Seattle's getting the points, right? So I'll take that plus two and a half. Russell Wilson has a thing where he's just always – they're within a touchdown score every week. And the same happens to when they lost to the Niners, correct? I think uh, I'm taking like, the Seahawks, actually. You're changing your mind. All right, I've convinced you. And you don't even like the Seahawks. No, I hate them. You hate the Seahawks. But I'm telling you, man – Russell, that defense is good enough to keep them in the game, and Russell Wilson's always going to be thrown at the end of the game for a touchdown or to get him in field goal range. And uh, I'll take the Seahawks and the points any day of the week there. Oh, yeah. All right. Atlanta at Carolina. This is an interesting game just in the sense that uh, I don't know what to expect from either one of these offenses because they've been severely underperforming, right? So the over-under on this game is 43.5 points. I see you vigorously pointing down. That's safe to say you're taking the under. Mm-hmm. I can see this game being like a like a thirty to ten or like thirty three seven. Cause What's that saying, dude? Life's too short to take well, the, I'm just, to bet the under. Well, I'm just saying because because Cam Newton's not playing. Yep, Cam's done. And they're who's I don't even know who their backup is. Uh, neither do I. 
so it's not important. And then so, uh, I mean, Matt Ryan's been pretty pathetic. So for all those reasons, I too will take the under. I could see this game being 24 to 10. Yeah. 17 14. A, a real barn burner. Uh, Bill is also taking the under. Cousin John smoking crack. He's taking the <laughs> over. So I don't know exactly what's going on there. All right. And then we move on to the wild card picks. Uh, I don't know how these idiots managed to do it. I'm just kidding. I love both of you guys. I'm not really calling you idiots. Mm. But Bill and Cousin John both texted in that for their wild card pick, they are taking the Oakland Raiders plus two and a half at home on Monday night against the Denver Broncos, or as Bill likes to affectionately call them. I hope they win. That'd be the big. Donkeys. I hope they win. That'd be big for the Niners because of the draft pick. <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> there you go. That's, it all comes back to the draft pick. All right. Um. Yeah, so what's who's your wild card pick? Uh, Eagles over the Texans. And how much are the Eagles favored by? Two and a half. So it's Eagles minus two and a half? Nick Foles, it should have started him, man. Philly minus two and a half over the Texans. Where's that game being played? Houston or Philly? Philly. They're, oh, okay, so they're not, even, they're not even your standard home favorite? No, you're, no, Philadelphia's a favorite by two and a half. Yeah, your standard home favorite is three points. They usually just... Oh, yeah, that, that means, that means they, probably, they, they probably have... Te- it's a, Texans are probably supposed to... I, mean, I think that, I think that means the Texans are getting the people are betting on the Texans. Yeah. That's, that's what's going on there. All right, and for my wild card, I am going to look to Florida because it's such an interesting, fun place to be. Uh, so a real heard, barn burner out there. A real barn burner between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Miami is getting four points at home or giving four points at home. I think that they could do it. This is a very very bad anemic Jacksonville Jaguars defense. Uh, the Dolphins, off, I mean, uh, Jaguars offense, excuse me, their defense has been pretty suspect too. Uh, it's Jalen Ramsey that's been performing. He's actually kind of backed up all that smack that he was talking earlier in the year. But because the Jags have been so bad mm-hmm. and he's been moderately good, that's a storyline that the media hasn't been able to run with. Um, if the Jags were bad and he was playing poorly, best believe he would be getting quizzed a lot more. But just because of the way he's handled himself on and off the field this year, they really haven't been pestering him. But uh, I like the Dolphins' offense. I also like the Dolphins' defense. The Dolphins' defense against a pretty bad Jags, Jags' offense is really all I need here. And then I think the uh, Dolphins' offense can scratch across a couple points, enough to cover four points. Mm-hmm. So Miami minus four at home against the Jags. So uh, how are you feeling about your picks this week? Feeling good. Good picks. <laughs> That's good. That's what we like to hear. All right. Uh, it is now time for my power rankings. Yay. Look at me! I have the power! 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 It's time for the week 15 power rankings according to yours truly. A lot of power rankings out there. We went on a little bit of a hiatus, uh, so we got a little bit of a catching up to do. There's lots of power rankings out there. There's uh, some that matter, some that don't. This is definitely one of those that matter, so uh, you're welcome. I put a lot of thought and heart into this. Um, but yeah, we, so we went on a little bit of a hiatus. I want to I want to preface this by saying I want to say this first: uh, Dallas, Philly, Baltimore, and Tennessee. And I guess now because Flan's making me throw them in there, the Vikings by default are all teams that I'm putting in the honorable mention. You're on the outside looking in. Those would be your teams 11 through 15. Um, I think they're still battling for playoff contention. 
Uh, one or two of them might sneak in, but I, I just don't think neither any of those teams, I, they're going to have to get extremely hot. They're going to have to catch physical fire if yes. they were to go to, through, through a playoff run, and I just don't see it happening. Um, all right, so let's get this started. Dropping number one, oh, dropping one spot at number 10, the 8-6 and six Seattle Seahawks. You know what I think of the Seahawks? You don't like them. Oh, that oh, sounded that wet, weak. too. Oh, that was wet. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Check your shorts. <laughs> All right. Uh, in the Seahawks' last three games, Woo! they beat the Niners at home. Important. They beat the Vikings at home, Important. and then they lost to the Niners at Levi's. So <laughs> the Niners don't matter. That's the thing. Is I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, it does. I'm sorry. It, okay, so it matters to Niner fans, but I'm telling you right now, that's a game that they did not get up for. They're in, they needed to get up for it. They did not get up for it. Uh, the re- I, I'm not exactly sure their remaining schedule, uh, but this is anyway. It's to this point so far what I think of these teams, not what I think they're going to do in the future. Mm. Seattle's still alive for that playoff spot. They got a good defense. Um, they are. I think they own one of the wild card spots right now, so they're still sitting pretty. It's okay. And number ten, the Seattle Seahawks. Number nine, making a jump into the top ten uh, of the power rankings. They were not ranked last week. Or, or the week before that, for that matter. The 8-6 and six Indianapolis Colts checking in at number 9. Last three games was a loss at Jacksonville, but then they bounced back with a win at Houston and then a win against Dallas, a Dallas team that everyone was so high up on and said, you know, this is a team that's about to make a run. Andrew Luck has some protection. Look what he's able to do with the ball. This defense is performing better than, than expected. Uh, I heard a couple media out or a couple personalities on the on the radio, or radio radio. Oh, the radio. Uh, they were talking super rad. They were talking about how people in the Colts organization were surprised at how the defense has progressed, and and it's a year or two early than what they thought they were going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're pleasantly surprised they're going to ride this wave. But look at what a healthy Andrew Luck does for you on offense. At number nine, the eight and six Colts. Number eight. We got to get the bias out of the way here. Eight five and one. Not moving a single spot, the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was a rough stretch for the Steelers losing to the Broncos, then losing to the Chargers, then losing to the Raiders. That one stung the most because you just went you went 0 for 4 against the Every AFC West. Every great team is a, has a has a bottom point some year, Jeff. They bottom out first. That's that, that when, when they make the DVD story, they always ask about that one time <laughs> when you were down in the pits. Right. That, that was the Steelers. When they when they drop their Super Bowl, you know, DVD talking about the trials and tribulations of the season, they'll talk about that stretch where they thought about giving up, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. But 0-4 against the AFC West. Jesus Christ. Um, so, yeah. But then they bounced back with that huge win against New England, the Patriots. That's That was huge. That was Tom Brady's third time ever losing to the Steelers. Oh. He was, he's 11-3 uh, now against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And what's more notable about that is their second straight loss for the, for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the Steelers, number eight. At number seven, dropping one spot. I have the Houston Texans at 10 and 4. Their last 3 games was a win at Cleveland or a win against Cleveland, a loss at Indianapolis and then they won against the Jets uh taking care of business against teams that they they yeah, were they had the easiest schedule in the world. Oh, they are total that 10 and 4 is a total product of their easy schedule because remember last year they went 4 and 12 because Deshaun Watson tore his ACL and mm-hmm. then everything you know shit hit the fan. But yes, they are benefiting from an easy schedule right now, but that doesn't mean that you can't take away from this team. I heard somebody called DeAndre Hopkins the best wide receiver in the league. I damn near spit out whatever I was drinking. Top five for sure. I'd even say top three. But you forget about Antonio Brown. Like, he's still alive. Him or the guy from... New Orleans. Um, you gonna say Michael Thomas? What about who? So you're leaving out Julio Jones? 
I mean, when it comes to productivity this year, I'd say he's uh, he's. Well, are you more. talking about this year or just best in this the league? Year, this year, best in the league as of right now, just best until, in the like, league okay. this year. Okay, interesting. Because yes, I would put AB top three. I'd put Hopkins top three, and then I would put uh, Julio Jones top three. Even though Julio's a thing where his quarterback is just really bad, because that's what we were saying about Hopkins was that he finally got a good quarterback. Well, Julio's been playing with one that's been disguised as a good quarterback yeah. in Matt Ryan. Anyway. Uh, so, yes, the 10-4 Texans dropping one spot to seven. They are the seventh-best team in the league. At number six, dropping two spots because of some inexplicable losses, the 9-5 and five New England Patriots. Last three games include a win against the My- or Minnesota Vikings, a freak loss at the Dolphins, which I'd, I'm that's whatever. It should be a win. <laughs> that's, yeah, it should have been a win, but it was a miracle play that they ended up losing, so it counts. And then that loss against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Hold that L, Brady. But uh, so what's weird about this Patriots team is this is a team that does not lose, or it's an organization that statistically are in this era of Belichick and Brady, they don't lose in December, and now they've lost back-to-back games. So I'm not going to write them off until playoffs come around and they physically lose. I see that they're losing on the scoreboard and the timer hits triple zero. That's when I'll write them <laughs> off uh, because I've just learned better than that. But this is starting to look like... Are you jumping on the Max Kellerman bandwagons and they're falling off a cliff finally? I've been with that take for a while because you're never going to know when <laughs> it happens. It just starts happening. There's no si- There's no signs. You just literally walk off the cliff and like the cartoon, pew, you just yeah. you, you drop, you know? So And I think you make that exact sound. Pew. Uh, but it's, it's tough, man. Like I said, this is definitely not a team that's... The Patriots, in their history, they've had to have a first-round bye to make the play or to make the Super Bowl and they're not in line to get the first round by but I still don't want to rule it out of this you know of the whole ethos mm-hmm. and everything that's going to happen with them still being able to pull this off and, and have a playoff run there so the New England Patriots at number six number five we're finally making it in the top five uh moving up two spots the 10 and four Chicago Bears mm. their last three games include wins against the New York Giants against the Rams and against the Packers What's interesting, though, about those three games is all three of them are at home. So I do not know if they go on the road this week. I think they do. Uh, yeah, they do. They go to the they go to the Niners. We just covered them in the last segment. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, so not a real not a real test, but at least they'll be going west. So they'll 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 get tested in that sense, changing time zones. Will you get up for a game that you're supposed to you know for an opponent that you're supposed to run over? Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, the Bears at number five. Uh, very quiet so far, Flan. Are you actually agreeing with this I list agree, right now? I agree with this. Agreeing yes, with me. Yes. Okay. I put a lot of effort, time, and thought and energy Good. into this. So I'm happy you did. You know, not trying to appease you, trying to appease <laughs> myself, but also knowing that you would agree with this list. All right. Number four, dropping three spots, the Los Angeles Rams Oof. at 11-3. and three. Last three games include the win at Detroit, which it looked shaky in the first half, and they managed to pull it out in the second half, and that should have been the warning sign. This is kind of how they were last year, too, weren't they? Weren't they kind of they kind of fell off yeah, towards the end? Yeah. Like they hit a wall, and they couldn't really. And then uh, you have the loss at Chicago and the loss against Philly at home. Um, it's just, you know, you, you thought that they would beat Philly at home. That's, you know, it's a warm weather. Or it's a yeah. nice climate, nicer climate. I mean, you could write can off the Chicago Let me say that that defense, though, is very overrated. Over no, because it performed at the beginning of the year. Like I said, like you said, it's kind of teetering out, and it's not overrated. I think they're just getting tired, and they're looking, and they they were. They gave up sixty points one game. <laughs> That's true. Well, it was against the it was against the Chiefs, man. Like, but you know. I mean, but remember when they this deep on this defense at the beginning of the year, and they're talking about it on paper. It was a great defense, yes. I mean, you think with all that the, those names, you you can stop somebody from getting sixty. That's points. why you play the game. Yeah, true. 
So I don't know why I put that Herm Edwards inflection on there. That's not it. He says you play, uh, you play to win the game. But no, that's why they play the game is because on paper, you know, the, the Warriors would just win the championship every year. But then all of a sudden you get a series like when they go to, to go to play Houston and in Houston or, uh, or or you go and play a Utah like they did tonight and you lose to a Utah. Ugh. Tragic. Bad. It was good, man. They made a run for it coming back and then just kind of lost it there. It's the funny end. how this year, like the Warriors are like down to like the elite of the average and they're not like at their elite elite right this well, year. Well, we could touch on that in a second because we Totally just interrupted this power ranking segment with basketball talk. My bad for introducing that, but it has to do with their defense. Um, all right, next up on the list, because uh, the Rams dropped three spots at number four, not moving any spots, the Kansas City Chiefs at 11-3. and three. Their last three include a win at Oakland, a win against Baltimore, and a loss against the Los Angeles Chargers. That might be the, most, that might be the biggest indictment right there, is you beat the Chargers earlier in the year, uh, week one, but you couldn't beat them now in your own backyard. And it's like you're going to be hosting playoff games. You need to win those games in your backyard. So, uh, but I still like their offense. Their defense is suspect. So we shall see what happens with these Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, number two, not moving any spots again. The 12 and two New Orleans Saints. Uh, and you know I'm expecting them to beat the Steelers this week, but that's because of Drew Brees, our Lord and Savior. Uh, last three games included a loss at Dallas, the one anomaly. You're allowed to have a shit game once a year. Everybody has a shit game. Uh, some teams, you know, the bad teams have multiple, but the good teams are allowed to have one, so it's okay. Um, and then you have a win at Tampa Bay and a win at Carolina. They are There are no more road games being played for the Saints for the rest of this football year. The only road game that is left will be the Super Bowl, and I'm pretty sure that's being hosted in Atlanta. So even that's not that big of a road. That's not that's not a ton of travel there for the for the Saints. Keep in mind, again, let me repeat that. The New Orleans Saints will not play a road game for the rest of the year. And what is the biggest thing that everybody likes to knock on them? Well, they play they play outside the dome. They don't play that great. Again, they will be playing in that dome for the rest of the year. And they get a bye too. So they get an extra week to prepare for you when you come to their place where they already play well. I'm telling you, look out for the Saints. They are for real. Um, all right, and then the number one team making a huge jump, five spots, the 11-3 and Los Angeles Chargers, with wins at Pittsburgh, against Cincinnati, and at Kansas City. I mean, Flan, the Chargers have found a way to get in their, way, get in their own way every year. It seems like they find a way to trip you over themselves, the, and this is looking like the year, man. Do you think Rivers is MVP? He's putting up a good case for it, but I think, I think he's MVP. But he's also got a lot around him too. Like he's got a good. That's a very good defense that's that's helping them. And then I don't want to take anything away from Melvin Gordon. And then Eckler's stepped up when he's had to. And then you've got a good, not great wide receivers. Like Keenan Allen's a great wide receiver, but uh, the Benjamins that you have, Travis and uh, the other one uh, that I'm forget or Terrence Williams. Uh, they, you got the Williams and the Benjamins. There's a couple different wide receivers there. Like the, uh, and that's what I'm saying is I don't even know their first names, but I know that they produce four rivers. Um, so in that sense, he's making them look good, but you can't look away from the fact that he's also got a really good defense that they've invested some money in. Uh, shouts out to Darius Phylon. I think Rivers shot, he follows us. I'm a big Rivers fan. MVP. Yeah. You think Rivers doing it? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think the Chargers are the best team in the NFL right now. Uh, Change my mind. Rest of the other teams in um, the league. I also agree with the disagree with one thing. I oh, think right my... now, I think the best two teams are Chargers and Bears. 
Interesting. But you were you saying can, you off air you that you, you thought can, that was your Super Bowl prediction yeah, right now. But I, you can't really leapfrog them twenty spots when they're the Bears. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Uh, well, they d- well the Chargers jumped five spots, so the Bears put up an they, the Bears put up some more impressive wins. Uh, you know, if I mean, if you would beat the likes of of uh, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and Kansas City, I feel like that's a pretty good three game stretch. That, that win though they had against the Rams, or was it the Rams? Or was the Chiefs that the Bears had? Rams. They, had beat they, the Rams. they beat the Giants, the Rams, and the Bear, and the Packers, but all those games were at home. Oh no, they they went against the Giants. They played at MetLife. Excuse me. They went on the road to New York, but that was a pretty bad New York team. I'm just saying when you look at the quality of opponents that the Chargers played, it's a little bit higher up than than what the Bears did. Yeah, I'm not I, li- I like the, the Bears. Bears. I like the Bears. If the Bears get uh, a buy though, and they have some home field advantage, they they'll win a game. So sure. it's funny that you say that your. Uh, <laughs> That who's in the Super Bowl now? It's gone all over the place. I know what you're about to I, pull up. Yeah, I know. Well, who's in the Super Bowl now? Who's your Super Bowl? Now I got Bears, Bears and Chargers. Bears, then Chargers. I had when they were streaking and doing on a nine-game winning streak. I had Houston and Dallas. Dallas. You had an all-Texas Super Bowl. Oh, how what? A I don't think I don't think that I don't think the Dallas one is too far-fetched. I don't think. Okay, so now I'm gonna write down Flan's new prediction. I still think you got you with Dallas too. You got a defense and a running game. If Dak can put something together for a stretch, you could have some good there. But All right, that's a, and yeah. this is my non-buy. You know, obviously my Steeler Homer side says let's just make the playoffs and anything can happen, which is what I'm holding out for on the inside. But from a logical, you know, sports philosophizer, because that's what we are. Uh, I I honestly don't believe in that whole I'm thing with the playoffs that anything can happen for the NFL because I feel like the best teams are usually the ones that are in the Super Bowl. Chargers Saints is my Super Bowl prediction, but um, whoever, but I feel like, but like, like with no, because you've seen the Steelers did it as a six seed before, but granted that was that was back that was a while back. The Giants did it yeah, as but, a six but, seed, but you but it could be your 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 record could be just how hard your everything was in the se- during That's the season. That's very true, but at the same time, like you have. <laughs> I'm, your record, your record is supposed to say who it just. It, your record is just indicative, indicative of who you played, and if you if you got up for those games, the playoffs is where the good teams beat teams that they or you know good, great teams beat good teams, right? Yeah. Like in during the regular season, there's so much parity in the NFL. Like we see, uh, you know, like the Dolphins, they pull off that trick shit at the end. Of, that doesn't happen in the postseason no. because. Uh, great teams come prepared and they take care of business. And all I'm saying is that you could have a great team that you could have a Seattle that's eight and six right now come more prepared than let's say uh, you know a lot. The next time they play the Rams, you know they could be more prepared in the playoffs. Whereas you know I I sorry that I lost track. That one just fell off the fell off the tracks there. I'm sorry. But I get what you're saying, is that you think the better team well, usually like, wins like, the playoffs. With baseball, anything can happen when it comes to the playoffs because it's baseball. But with, like, basketball and then usually basketball and football, the, the best teams in each conference are usually the ones that make it to the finals. It's one game, man. It's all about matchups. Like, let's say that there's something out there that you can I, really but, but, exploit. But, 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 like, but with baseball, you ha- you can get in a hot streak and have momentum carrying because it's day-to-day-to-day. Mm-hmm. With baseball, with basketball and football, you play one game and you have two days off. You can't really continue rhythm for two days or even a week in that case for the NFL. Yeah, well, it's all about game plan, and that's where you exactly. use matchups. And, and that's, I think, what the Patriots the best are best at are. because the Patriots, it's usually Tom Brady and We're, the defense yeah. that's consistent, and then it's random guys on offense. Like one week it'll be Edelman, one week it'll be Gronk that steps up, and but they're when, able when to take about, advantage of When you talk about your team for football, it's, it includes the coaching staff. And when it, you have your, your, your best team, it's, you're usually going to win. 
but I think that there's also like some I'll even admit in 2013 or 14 whatever when the Seahawks played the Niners the Seahawks were better than the Niners and they but won. there's some intangibles that can't be measured you know like on paper uh, oh, if like, you, if like you home field advantage something well, like that not just home field advantage but like you know on who's to say that somebody doesn't come out like let's say let's say that your Bears are playing the Bears are playing Seattle and they're playing in Chicago. Who's to say that the Bears are clearly a better team on paper than Seattle? But who's to say that Seattle's above-average defense doesn't step up and pick off a suspect Mitchell Trubisky a couple times? That would be one of those instances in which the better team did not win the better defense, or the def- the a defense was able to take well, advantage of a less qualified quarterback. I don't know. Whenever when you look at the Super Bowl, usually it's the best team. I, like hasn't the, like the last like few Super Bowls been the the two teams that are in are always the ones that have buys? Uh, like, like, I re- believe so. Super yes. Bowls? If you have a first round buy, it increases your chances of making the Super Bowl because it's just well, obviously it's one less game that you have to play. You know, uh, you guys are more rested. You have more tape of the other team. So I I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, it's you you just make the playoffs and literally anything can happen. You get you. <laughs> Just look at what the path that Tom Brady had to the Super Bowl last year. But no, what, what I'm saying, like you can't. You, like, when you say anything happened, that means you're like, like well, then then you can have a 500 team from the uh, what was it the NFC in baseball or oh, well, just like baseball oh, for okay. example. You have a team that be, that's going like maybe 87, what 80 or whatever the hell, 81 or what 79 or whatever the hell, whatever the, hell the the final standing would be. They could go 81 in 81 and 81. Yeah, they could go. They could go in and play. Um, I don't know a team that plays 110 games, and they could, they could, they could just, they just get the team just gets hot, and they could sweep them. In well, I'm saying in one game, that 81 and 81 team stands a very good chance against that. Sure, they have a good chance on one game, point, that's but no, but they can't. But it's, it's, can they continue the momentum for four weeks? But I don't Flan, know. That's about what that. I'm saying, though, is that it's not about momentum for the weeks. It's just about your momentum in the matchup for the for that game. So if I am a Steeler fan, and I'm, or I am a Steeler fan, but as a Steeler fan looking at the playoffs, you know, who's who are some of the teams that obviously the Chargers, the Chiefs, uh, the Patriots, you know, I'm I'm looking at this like I'll take the I'll take the uh, well, well, the Colts, you know, like cuz mm-hmm. I think if we have to yeah, play the Colts because they're, they're good right now going to the playoffs, right? Well, I'll I'll play the Colts. I'd rather play the Colts than I'd rather play the Patriots and I'd rather play the Patriots again, you know. Mm-hmm. I'll play the Colts all day. I'll play the Colts all playoffs rather than I play the Patriots because I know that uh, nine times out of ten, the Patriots beat the Steelers. It's just been fact- statistically proven. But there's always that one chance that the Steelers could beat them. Unfortunately, I feel like they cashed it out already. So, uh, but yeah, uh, that one kind of. Fe- I, I like my previous example that I made because that that played a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I get what you're saying. But I also I I, I also think you I, 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 what, what I'm, I'm saying. What I'm trying to say is that if you're I, I just don't think if you're an eight and eight team or a nine and seven team. More than more than most of the time, you're not going to make it to the Super Bowl. The deck the the deck is certainly stacked against you. But if you look at like Eli Manning when he rode those defense coattail when he rode those Giants defense coattails into the into the Super Bowl, they were a nine and seven team that had to play every game or every week of the playoffs, and they were not favored in those games. Mm-hmm. And then Super Bowl came around, and they're just like, "Well, look at this Giants defense that's caught fire." Mm-hmm. So you know it happens. It happens. Certain pe- certain teams can flip the switch. Anyway, um, all right, so now as we hit the home stretch of the show that we have been sort of stumbling and bumbling through because we had to knock the rust off of, 
uh, you know, shake off the cobwebs, everything that would have happened in that two weeks that we were off, or what felt like two weeks. <laughs> um, anyway, as we continue down the home stretch, it is now time for the pop culture update. Yes. Are you are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. 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 But we're still gonna talk about it anyway. Why? Well, because it's in the news. Uh, Flan. Before we get to these couple of topics that we have in the news, uh, let the people know about your Astro World experience. You've been shaking in that seat the entire show to give me a breakdown of how it was. I told you, don't tell me. Save it for the show. Let's hear it. How was Astro World? How insane was Astro World? Uh, Travis Scott's concert was the best concert I ever went to. Um, it was like a divine spiritual experience. No, it was just an absolute rage experience. Mm. Uh, on the floor at his concert, uh, it was pretty ridiculous. Um, yeah, it just, paint a picture it for the people listening. As to people who will not go to Astro World, paint a picture for what the inside of that venue looked like. It was I, uh, he had I two, there was he roller had, coasters. He had two stages. He had a stage, a stage B, which was just kind of a smaller stage, like a rectangular shape. Then he had the upside down roller coaster that was behind it that he'd get on. Performed, I think he performed a song. No, he did. He did the the in between two songs. He kind of wrote it and got everybody hyped before he played the song Carousel. And then um, he moved from that stage to stage A, which had this huge circular um, screen on it that a lot of his um, graphics were put on. And um, he he did the rest of the show there. But he had a he had a song. He had a song called Yosemite that Gunna is on, and he. Uh, that was probably the most lit part of the concert when he came on. Um, he also played ZZ, which is awesome. But uh, it was just, if you like mosh pits and stuff, it's literally just on the floor, just one huge mosh pit and a lot of fun. I know. I saw some of your snaps that you were posting on the story. Um, I didn't post as many as I thought I would. I thought I'd post, post I know. More. I honestly, I was ready. If if there was a side bet, I was ready to hit up Bill and just go, hey, you know, Lattle's locked, so let's pay attention to Flint's snap story here. <laughs> Over under on how many snaps will be in the story. Um but yeah, it looked pretty crazy. The roller coaster part. Oh yeah, then he, yeah, then he had he literally had a roller coaster that went over the crowd. Yeah, yeah. So it for the people that didn't pay attention, or stage A was on one side of the venue, stage B was on the other side, and there was a roller coaster that connected the two. Yeah. Yeah, and he rode the roller coaster back and forth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Insane. He did like four or five songs. On it the makes roller coaster. sense now to why Trippy Red wanted off of that tour because setup. I heard setup for that was each too show long, so that was it taking cut in, yeah, so it long. Would, it would cut into his. Um, well, the setup four was so long that he wouldn't had, have they, time to prep. Well, you know that. No, it's not just that, but it's just like he had to be off the stage at a certain time, and with the t- and he was he would go it would go. Um, oh shoot! What's the Sheck West gonna? Trippy Red than Travis, and he she only had like a certain amount of time. And Sheck West just played Mo Bamba over and he over. Played like, he played like three or four times. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> but um, he gets so burnt out on that song. But Trippy Red, he I think he had like a thirty minute gap or maybe like a f- twenty five minute window, which only because the setup for Travis Scott's two hour set was so long was so ridiculous that he just said fuck this I can't yeah. do this. And plus, people are there to treat, see Travis Scott anyway. It's like Trippy Red was a little bit of a. Bonus. Trust me, dude. Out of all the, all, I haven't seen, I haven't been to many like concerts and venues and like that kind of stuff. But that was, it wasn't really. It was more of just an absolute performance where he had the graphics and he had this whole, he had the whole set, all choreographed. Just it was it awesome. Sounded like an experience. It was awesome. It was. You'd experience it, man. Super cool. Yeah, you would. You would go back again. 
Oh, 100%. I, I hope he's at Coachella because I have week one passes for that. I, <laughs> I hope he's at Coachella. <laughs> All right. Um, so Astro World, highly recommended by Flan. Um, during our break, so that's what he did during our break. During our break, I was in Arizona celebrating the girlfriend's graduation. So props to her. She nice. She now has a BSRN from the University of Arizona. Very nice. Uh, very intelligent. Um, just as pretty as she is smart. <laughs> um, okay, so, but while we were out there, she dragged me off to a couple, I did it out of love. Uh, she dragged me to a couple different bars, and I'm not a club guy whatsoever, right? Like, you, you've seen me in my element at Osceola's at a sports bar. Lots of screens to help me with my sports ADD so I could just go bing, 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 you know, because um, with a beer in my hand, maybe some, you know, bar food like monster sticks or something like that. Um, but, yeah, we went out to, like, actual, like, clubs, right? And so the first one we went to, I'm going to forget the name of it, so I want to bring it up somewhere in Tucson. Um, uh, Maloney's or something like that. Anyway, um, there was a bar on one side, and it was like a, a full rounded bar, so like in the shape of a horse racetrack. And there was like three or four bartenders just servicing the students all around. First off, it took like fifteen minutes to get a drink, and then usually how it is. Yeah, ridiculous. That's not how it is at, at sports bar, man. You walk in there and just hey, I'll take I'll take a brew, and you just boom, they <laughs> brew you right there. Um, but anyway, so. You know, that's all well and good. Get a couple drinks and then head over to the club side that they have because they have a bouncer that's like, hey, you know, like you can't come in. Or if you come in here, like blah, 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 you can get your drinks for a certain price. Anyway, some stupid deal or something was going on like that. So uh, this we did this on the day that I flew in. So I had been up for basically 23 hours at this point. Like I had taken a couple like, you know, little mini naps on the plane and I get burnt out. So you get drunk I'm, pretty fast when, you're, when you're tired. I'm off. I'm off the dance floor and I'm chilling. I'm off on the side, you know, in the smoking section, just reading articles on my phone, uh, reading, you know, different ESPN articles that I missed throughout the day on my phone. And all of a sudden, I look up and I just see this guy swing, hit this guy. Next thing you know, two security bouncers or two bouncers just whoop swarm in, <laughs> pick this guy up. And escort the gentleman off the premises, and uh, it was it was swift. I was impressed with how swift it was. Then he spent the next two hours because I guess his friends were still in the bar and were not coming out, or still in the cl- the you know dance floor. They weren't coming off. He spent the next two hours wandering the parking lot, asking random people who were leaving if he could hop in their Uber and Lyft. <laughs> and it was just really bad. I got his sna- phone. I got a snap of it. I don't know. I got a snap of it. Tennessee whiskey is playing in the background, and uh, he is definitely. Th- I I come to find out later after just striking up a conversation with one of the bouncers, they got in a fight over buying girls drinks. So that's usually that's how it probably goes. Some guy's girl or something like that. I don't know, man. But he caught one and then got kicked out. And then uh, so if he was the one that was defending his girl, then his girl was probably still in there dancing with the guy who was buying her drinks while he's out in the parking lot wondering what the hell happened. So, <laughs> but anyway, he wandered there for like two hours, and then. Uh, a couple days later, actually after the graduation ceremony, we go out ceremony. I said it kind of funny. We go to this club, Hi-Fi, and oh my god, dude, I was so overstimulated and just like shell shocked and anxious and loud music, lots of bodies, just flashing lights. It was something else. Uh, I'm over at this section where I'm watching some Sports Center highlights, and I'm wearing my Steelers hat, and some chick walks up and just goes Steelers Nation, and I was just like, yeah. Uh, not right now. And I just went and I started and I looked back at the TV and I just finished watching the highlights. And then my girlfriend texted me to come over to this little booth because one of her friends like bought it or something like that. And we went over there and 
Then this guy started hitting on my girlfriend and buying her drinks. So I just kind of watched from the side, and I was just like, all right, you get your free drinks. But if he gets handsy, I'm going to get kicked out of this bar. Next thing I know, 10 minutes later, I see a bartender hop over the bar and jump, tackle this guy, pick him up, and take him out. And it was just, it was interesting. Did you grab him? drinks or something no i don't know what was going on that one i did not see and i did not get to ask the bouncer because it was very loud and there's lots of flashing noises and i was also keeping on the uh, keeping an eye on the creep who's by my girlfriend drinks so uh but i did see a guy get tackled and i can only presume that that too involved buying drinks for a member of the opposite sex as it normally does so it was a uh, overall it was a very interesting trip um then we went to a couple basketball or we went to a basketball game saw u of a play baylor and they lost but uh <laughs> i mean it was still it was still a fun trip uh, out of my element, definitely going into uh, those those little dance floor clubs. Oh, uh, those are fun. More of a ballroom dancer. Classy. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> take that. Just take <laughs> the left turn. <laughs> now I can freak when uh, when it needs to be. But that was just a lot of people out there, man. And I was just like, whoa, you know? Yeah, it's that's like, a little weird at first. Yeah. I was like, you know, it was one of those things where I thought I was going to go out and slowly dip my toe in and wade into those waters. And we just went cannonball. And I just had to be there for it. And I was like, <laughs> all right. Um, okay. Next up. On the pop culture update, the uh, live-action Aladdin is coming out. Oh. And I don't know if you saw on Twitter, but uh, hashtag Hot Jafar was trending. So I guess people are a little shook because the actor who's playing Jafar is rather attractive. Um, and people are saying that they're going to cheer for him in the movie. Newsflash, he loses. They're not rewriting Aladdin. Um, it doesn't matter how attractive they make Jafar I th- look. I, th- I think the biggest storyline is how that... Everyone was really mad at how Will Smith looks as uh, oh, a genie. genie. That one upset some people mm-hmm. too. Yes, uh, but it's like, come on, when they do a live action like this, they can. Only, would you you really wanted them to paint up Will Smith blue and make yeah. him look like and sound like Robin Williams too? Like, come on, there's got to yeah. be some creative licensing there. Um, so that was that was interesting for sure. Uh, next up on the pop culture update, I have uh, garages, and uh, garages. Why? Well, because there's a meme going around that says where it all started, and there's six garages, right? And just underneath it, it says Apple, Google, Amazon, Harley, Disney, Uh, and Mattel all started out in garages. You know what else started out in a garage and is still in a garage? This podcast, (laughs) baby. Woo! (laughs) Take it off. Just keep the faith. Keep it going. We'll we'll get there one day. (laughs) One day. Uh, so, yeah, I saw that, and I just thought, oh, that's pretty funny. we got to talk about that on the podcast. And then uh, last up for me is the president. Wow. What? That's the last one for you? Last one for me is the president. Uh, it's just a, it's a light side. So the president, I've often, I've often kind of – when people say words funny, I always ask them to say it again because I'm just like, wait a minute, what did you say? Let's see if you say it again. Uh, you know, my sister pronounces potatoes, potatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mateo pronounces Titans, Titans, mm-hmm. pronounces, you know, the second T. So when people say, uh, that's just, you know, the two examples I use were T's. But when people talk funny, I like to poke, poke fun at them and jab with them and see, you know, because I'll call myself out when I mispronounce a word. Um, and uh, do you remember that Laurel Yanny debate? Yeah. Okay, the Trump just gave, or Trump gave us a new one. The Trump. Trump just gave us a new one. You ready? Is he saying billions or is he saying beans? <laughs> you be the judge. Billions and 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 billions and
come on, come all, because this is going to be an expensive-ass pot of chili that the president <laughs> is making right now. That's crazy. Billions and billions and billions. Uh, that's not the first time he's done it. Um, he's got another one. I have to go deep into my Twitter um, media for it because I made a little joke about it one time. Uh, trying to see what word is it that he mispronounces. Have you have you caught him uh, mispronouncing any other words? I haven't really looked into you don't that. Pay attention to that stuff. All right, sorry. I'm surprised you left out the biggest news in pop culture in the last two weeks. Hold on, hold on. Here's the video I was looking for. Anonymous is a really tough word to pronounce for some people. So I just want to say, it's it's just, you know, we got to have a little levity with what's going on there, man. It's just whether it's beans, beans, or beans, or beans, and nuns. He also mispronounced apologies. He said, apologize, mm-hmm. apologize. It's just, dude talks funny, and I'm going to have fun with it. <laughs> All right, what's the biggest pop culture story? Is it, I have a feeling I know what it's about. Is it about a certain female rapper and a certain male rapper? Nope. Oh, whoa. All right. It is the meltdown of Kanye West. Oh, yes. How could we forget? (sighs) Enlighten us for the people that haven't been paying attention to the Kanye Uh, West meltdown. Kanye West went about a hundred tweet rant. More than that. Uh, Somebody counted about a hundred tweets. And and that took about two hours. And he was going after um, Drake. And your boy, Travis Scott. He brought, he, brought, he brought Travis Scott in because get your name get his name out your mouth ye. But uh, he brought he brought up the fact that he slightly Drake was dissing Kanye during his verse of Sycamo, saying checks over stripes. Mm, that's what he likes. Yeah, that's what we like. Oh well, he's close enough. But um, I guess they've, I they've like had, that they've Drake had, and Meek Mill song more. They've had beef. Oh no 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 no, Sycamo is way better. Okay, but anyway, about the beef. Drake and uh, Kanye have had beef for a while now, and I guess Drake called him and threatened him or something like that. It <sighs> might be, might not, probably wasn't true with how crazy that dude is. You mean Kanye threatened Drake? But Kanye admitted he's off his pills right now, and he's making his new music, and he said that the last Because he makes was, better music off his pills. Yeah, he made uh, My Dark Twisted Fantasy. Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Whatever that one. And then he also made um, Yeezus off it, right? I believe so. Yeah, he, those two albums are pretty good. It's, it's the problem, though, is that make me an album like College Dropout or Graduation. Graduation, I'll Bring say. back something like that, that and then say. I'll let this type of behavior slide. <laughs> but when you are dropping a Yeezus project, I will not let this type of behavior well, this, slide. This new one's called like Yandi or something. This I have one. no idea. He's just making up words and and clothes. Clothes with holes in it. He's just... He's, you, I mean, I, I, thought the, I thought those two albums were good. The... Uh, Jesus and the um, Dark Twisted, whatever the hell that one was. My beautiful Dark Twisted yeah. Fantasy. That I was the one. Those uh, too. I th- oh, 808s and Heartbreaks was also a good one too. Yeah. Like that type of Kanye, I'm here for the crazy for this. This new Kanye, that type of music, no. Well, the one that he made. I missed the, the old w- Kanye. The, the one, new yeah, Kanye. That that Life of Pablo one, and then the one that he came out with. He had one good song, Life of Pablo. That was famous. Is that the one where he talks about a model that just bleached her asshole and now he's got bleach on his T-shirt? No, 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 no. That's the one where he talks about uh, he could fuck uh, Taylor Swift or oh. something like that. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of, I think, uh, Father Outstretched My Arms or something like that, whatever it's called. Um, okay. I'd say he made Taylor Swift famous. <laughs> Low-key? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, you know. All right, anything else on the pop culture update for you? And uh, Offset's an idiot. Yeah, Offset tripped and fell. 
Uh, and she did. He tripped and fell, accidentally fell into it. It wasn't his fault. A strong woman would be there to support her man, prop him back up, not put him down. Uh, so pretty selfish of you, Cardi. But um, <laughs> uh, I thought that was crazy. What's so funny is how he thought that peer pressuring her, bum rushing her I know, right? yeah, on yeah, stage yeah. and then saying, I'm sorry, bruh. <laughs> bruh! You're not even, What? You could have at least identified her by her non-state, like her her birth name, her government name, right? <laughs> like, which I think is just Bacardi. But uh, instead of being like Cardi, instead you chose Bruh. And you know what's Bruh. so funny is people were clowning on him for it, and then a video surfaced later of Cardi pondering uh, a certain nether region of a certain individual, and uh, I think that means that a a uh, makeup is on the horizon. So. I'm sorry, bruh. Might have actually worked. All right. So, fellas, if Offset gets Cardi back after saying I'm sorry, bruh, the bar has been set so low for any mistake that you might make. Yeah. Take advantage of that. Uh, no, I can't condone that type <laughs> of behavior. Um, anything else on the uh, pop culture tip for it. Yeah. How'd you think today's show went? After a little good our show. layoff. Good show. Well, no, we definitely fumbled through it. We tried hard. We put up a good fight. Yeah. It's, it's, and we're unplugging the mic. All right. Any announcements that you want to make? No. All right. I'm trying to think if there's anything. I'll see you next Wednesday. Yeah, next one. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, again, special shout out to Mateo for dropping off the proper 12 whiskey. The Thank show's you, Mateo. Christmas gift. He will be back with us on Sunday, I believe. So uh, we will do our new pre-ritual, our pre-show ritual of, of in- engaging in a shot. Get super drunk. Um, maybe just me. Anyway, uh, that'll do it for us. Stay posted. You've got Lytle's Locks. Make sure you get some money towards the end of the week. Uh, We will see you again on Sunday. Well, Flan won't. He'll be back on Wednesday. I'll see you on Sunday. To the haters and losers, of which there are many. Fuck off. Until next time. Deuces. I'm a gloss, I'm a cop that easy Run the spot for some chops, I'm about that greasy Shorty coming to the spot, but no please don't tease me I think she hang around the click trying to get on TV I know I'm talked about a lot when I'm gone, don't see me Trust the process, man, I'm going Joel and Beezy I'm a boss like Rick Ross, I'm a go-no keeper Freestyling, got a wet, that's an L.A. leaker Guess who's coming out your eardrum and your speaker I met the parents and they impressed how I treat her Bag on passenger side, sting gray two-seater Randy Johnson with the flow, got glow, got heaters They really do you bad when you lit. They really do you bad when you wit. I came in here sad, represent. I took a different nav, I'm a pit. I'm about to make it out of the pit. Why they foul, I'm a hit. From the line here and switch. From my crown to the shin, dick. Now they a miss. When I'm gone, nigga, bitch. Don't call, that's a tip. I'm about to walk around with my shit. I never heard it down to the dips. I'm always out of town for the glitz. Hundred miles for the trip. From my style, that's a chip, yeah. Niggas at the house doing rips. Stoop kids and we vibe to be next. I ain't have to rock a thigh while the flex. See the glam, you see flex. I got diamonds and flesh, nigga. 
friends turn to sketch niggas real fast Life can't prep you on, it's like a meal plan Shorty said to come through, but she's still playing I got bills, nigga, too, that I'm still paying They really do you bad when you lit. They really do you bad when you wit. I came in here sad, represent. I took a different nav, I'm a pit.